The Honey Trap, a Felix Stone mystery. Starring David Alt as Felix and Andrea Richardson as Joni. With Sharon P. Grunwald, Ivan Wilkinson, Kieran Reese, and Andrew Biss. Episode 3. I suppose you're wondering what I'm doing here, Mrs. Skinner. Or should I call you Mrs. Z? I hear you lost something this morning in Trafalgar Square. A parcel, wasn't it? Containing plans about a nuclear submarine. Well, I just thought I'd pop by and let you know that I have found it. The passengers were giving me strange looks as I practiced my speech, but I didn't care. It was important to get the words right. There's nothing more pathetic than acting like you've got all the cards, than fluffing your opening lines. Yes, of course, I will hand it back. It's yours, isn't it? After all, you went to great lengths to obtain it. Killing Lenny Gold, you even tried to kill me. What do I want for it? £20,000 in cash. And I want it delivered to a locker in Victoria Station. Locker number nine, to be precise. If you don't do it, I'll set fire to the documents. You only get one chance at this, Ninochka baby, so don't waste it. When I got to the house, I found it desolate. Last time I was there, the drive was filled with cars, music was coming out of the window, and waiters were loitering outside the kitchen. Now it looked abandoned. Hello? Anyone at home? I went to the back door. It was open. Hello? Mrs. Skinner? I walked slowly down the corridor towards the living room. In the dining room, I finally saw a sign of life. A glass of milk on the table, half drunk, and a cheese sandwich with a bite taken out of it. Hello? Where is everyone? I ventured slowly up the stairs. I had a strange feeling in my gut. Something wasn't right here. The back door was open, there was a half-eaten meal on the table, and yet the house was engulfed in an eerie silence. The door to one of the bedrooms was left ajar. I saw someone on the bed, a woman I could tell by the shoes. As I approached the room, more of her body became visible. She was fully clothed. Her arms were stretched out beside her, her head resting on a pillow, her eyes closed. It was Mrs. Skinner, all right, but she wasn't sleeping. Her blouse was drenched in blood. There was a gaping hole in her stomach. So, they got at you too, eh? Everyone connected to Skinner's entrapment had been killed. Except for me, although that wasn't for want of trying. It seemed the Russians wanted to leave no witnesses. Nobody through which the leak could be traced. There'd be a third attempt on my life, I had no doubt about that. I had to find a way of staying one step ahead. There was only one place I could think of going to. The Metropolitan Police, my former employers. They didn't like me and I didn't like them, but what else could I do? How can I help you? I need to speak to someone about a murder. Murder? Oh my, I'm not sure who. Someone from the CID, hurry up. A woman has been murdered in her house. Someone from the CID? Right, uh, what is your name? My name? What do you need my name for? I have to take your name, sir. I'll give my name to the CID officer when I speak to him. Now be a good boy and go fetch him. I need to take your name before I fetch the CID officer. 
Her name is Stone. Felix Stone. 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 Let me see. Is that S-T-O-N-E? Ah, here you are. What's that list you're looking at? How tall would you say you are? How tall? Five foot nine. Why? And what colour eyes would you say you have? Why are you asking me all this? Answer the question, please, sir. My eyes are blue. And your hair? Black. Sir, Felix Stone, blue eyes, black hair. That's you, that is. What is that list? This is the wanted list. We're supposed to check it every time Metman Public walks in. Officers, I got one. The wanted list? What do you mean, the wanted list? The list of wanted criminals. Officers, over here, please. I've got one. This is Felix Stone. Blue eyes, black hair, wanted for murder. Please take him away. What? Mr Stone, we are arresting you on suspicion of murder. What are you doing? You will come with us to the interview room, where a CID detective will ask you some questions. Come on now, there's no point struggling. You know you're overpowered. So there I sat, at a table in an interview room, my hands cuffed behind me. I was staring at a mirror, behind which I was sure a team of detectives were staring back at me, talking about me. It took a long time before one of them finally came in. Mr Stone, is it? Felix? That's right. You used to work for the Metropolitan Police, didn't you? Many moons ago. Why did you leave? Doesn't it say in your files? You were caught patronising a queer bar. Is that why I'm being arrested now? No. Then do you mind cutting to the chase and telling me what the hell I'm doing here? Do you recognise this man? I looked at the picture on the table. It was a photograph of a corpse. The man's face was a bloody mess, completely unrecognisable. He looked like he'd been beaten to a pulp. No, I do not recognise that man. You were seen visiting this man yesterday. Look again. I took another look, and this time I did recognise something. The square jaw, the stiff white collar, the mousy brown hair. Skinner! That's right, Raymond Skinner. He's dead! Of course he's dead. You practically bashed his brains out. Bashed his brains out? Me? No, 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 no. Your fingerprints are all over the weapon. A solid brass bookend. We have your fingerprints on file, you know, from the time you were picked up from a queer bar. That wasn't me. I did not beat this man up. Then how do you explain the fingerprints? Well, I did hit him. I hit him on the head, but it was with his consent. We were trying to fake an injury. He was being blackmailed by the Russians. The Russians? Yes. Skinner works for the Admiralty. Worked, Mr Stone. He's dead now. They wanted Skinner to hand over some classified documents. I have these documents now. He was going to pretend that he'd been mugged. That's why I hit him. So you admit that you did hit him? Yes, but it was only once and softly on the side of the head. Well, this man was beaten more than once, Mr Stone. And not softly. Bits of scalp were scattered all over the carpet. Well, it wasn't me. Who was it then? I told you, it's the Russians. They're trying to frame me. The Russians? Are you deaf? Yes, the Russians. They're on a killing spree. There's another body in a house not far from here. A woman, a Russian agent. She was shot dead this morning. That's what I came here to report. You killed another woman this morning? Not me, the Russians. The Russians killed her? Yes, they shot her. They shot Lenny. They killed Skinner and they've tried to kill me twice. Are you currently taking any medication, Mr Stone? What? Are you currently undergoing psychiatric treatment? Psychiatric treatment? No! 
Because you sound paranoid. I'm not paranoid. The Russians are after me. They want me dead. That's why I came here. I need protection. I see. We will be detaining you until further notice. I shall ask a psychiatrist to come and visit you so that he can ascertain your current state of health. Psychiatrist? Jesus Christ, I'm not insane! One of my officers will escort you to your cell. What about my phone call? Pardon? Aren't I allowed a phone call? Who would you like us to call for you, Mr Stone? Joni, I need you to do something for me. I've been arrested. I'm in a police station in Highgate. (gasps) Oh my God! Are you alright? No, I'm not. I need you to contact MI5 at once. Because the police are useless. They think I'm being paranoid. It's espionage we're dealing with here. I need to speak to someone from MI5. But what shall I tell them? There's a parcel under your mattress. A what? The documents Skinner stole. Show the documents to them. Explain how I got hold of them. Then get somebody from MI5 to come and get me out of here. Tell them I'll cooperate fully. But I don't understand, Felix. Why are the police holding you? Skinner is dead. They think I did it. Oh my God. And Mrs Skinner is dead too, and I'm next. Hurry, Joni, my life is in danger. Mr Stone, I'm Michael Favreau from MI5. Your secretary called. Yes, yes, thank you for coming. Have we met before? You look familiar. I don't think so. He was lying. I could tell by the tightening of his face that we had met before, and furthermore, that I hadn't treated him well at the time, but that's hardly surprising. I'm a bastard with most people. So these documents... uh... Why don't you tell me how you got hold of them? That's right. Let's dispense with the small talk. Well, the documents were given to me by Raymond Skinner. He was a civil servant in the Naval Intelligence Division. He stole the documents to give to the Russians who were blackmailing him. Raymond Skinner is the man the police say you killed? Yes. What were they blackmailing him with? They had some incriminating photographs of him. What kind of photograph? They had pictures of him having sex with another man. Hmm. (coughs) He blushed and shuffled uncomfortably in his chair. There was something endearing about his awkwardness. He was quite attractive, and very young for a man in his position. Not quite thirty. He had blue eyes and short blonde hair, and wore a smart dark blue suit with a matching tie. I kept racking my brain, but I just couldn't think of where or when I had met him. (coughs) Who took these photographs? I did. You did? Why? Because his wife asked me to. His his wife? Well, the woman I thought was his wife. She thought her husband was having an affair, she wanted a divorce and needed proof, so she hired me to take the pictures. It turned out later that she wasn't his wife at all, but a Russian agent who had used me to trap him. And this is the woman you found dead in her house? That's right. And the police think you killed her too? Yes. Why were you at her house? I wanted to sell the documents to her. Pardon? I needed the money. So you were trying to sell classified documents to the Russians? It was only after he said this that I realised the gravity of what I'd just admitted to. Well, I... uh, I wanted to sell them, yes, but I didn't in the end. Instead, I did the right thing and gave them to you. You didn't sell them because she was dead, and you gave the documents to me because you need my help in getting you out of the hole you dug yourself into. Isn't that right? Well, uh, you have me there. Hmm. Why did Mr Skinner give the documents to you? He wanted to be rid of them. I said I'd take them off his hands. And what do you want from me now? Protection. Protection? They're trying to kill me. They've killed everyone else involved in Skinner's entrapment. I'm the last one. What can you offer me in exchange? Offer you in exchange? After all, we have the documents back now. I'm not sure how else you can be of use to us. So what am I to do? About what? 
About this, am I to go to prison? Why would you go to prison? Because they think I killed Skinner. They think I killed that woman. And did you? No! Well, then, you have nothing to worry about, do you? I'm not entirely sure why you called me, Mr Stone. It seems that what you really need is a lawyer. Suddenly, as I saw him standing there, buttoning up his cufflinks, getting ready to walk out of the interview room, I remembered who he was. Jay! Pardon? Jay, that's you. I knew we'd met before. I picked you up from the Apollonia, or was it the birdcage? You're the one with the big nipples and the tight ass. Be quiet. I knew we'd met before. So you're an MI5 agent. My, my. Isn't it astonishing the kind of people you pick up in a queer bar? What do you want from me, Mr Stone? I need you to get me out of this mess. But I can't help you. Well, then I have no choice but to tell the police about what we did. You'd be incriminating yourself. Looks like I'm going to prison anyway. I have nothing to lose. You have no proof. My secretary walked in on us, remember? She's a witness. She'll testify that she saw us both naked on the couch. Mm. Um, I'd have to speak to my boss. Well, do so quickly. I need to get out of here. Jay moved quickly. Only one hour after our interview, three serious-looking and well-dressed MI5 agents came barging into the police station to take me away. They pushed me into a shiny black car, drove me to Scotland Yard, and ushered me into an office. Mr. Stone, I believe. The one and only. And who are you? You may call me Sir. Sit down. Sir did not look amused. He looked like the headmaster of a strict boarding school who was about to pick up a cane and whip the hell out of me. Well, you've really gone and thrown a spanner in the works now, haven't you? I have. Do you recognise these? Yes, those are the documents Skinner gave me. Know much about nuclear submarines, do you? Nothing at all. I take it you haven't read the documents, then? No. That's a shame, because if you had, and if you did know something about nuclear submarines, you would know that these plans are fake. I assure you, these are the documents that I took from Skinner. I did not secretly copy and hide them, if that's what you're insinuating. No, you don't understand. We faked them. These are our fakes. Your fakes? Ever heard of disinformation? We knew the Russians were looking to get hold of our plans. We knew they'd recruit someone from the Naval Intelligence Division to steal them. Well, rather than wait for that to happen, we thought we'd speed the process along a little. These plans are useless. They don't work. But by the time the Russians figured that out, they'd have wasted years, if not decades, working on them, giving us and the Americans plenty of time to develop a nuclear submarine ourselves and get ahead of them in the arms race. Gosh, that's clever. Well, it would have been clever if they'd actually got hold of the plans, but they haven't, have they? You thwarted our plot, Mr. Stone. Oops, sorry. What are we going to do about this, then? I don't know. Well, I do know. We're going to go ahead with your original plan. We are? We're going to continue to pretend that the plans have been stolen. I have already sent an anonymous letter to the Russian handler informing her of this fact. You are to meet her tomorrow morning at eight o'clock in front of Nelson's column. You're going to tell her that you want twenty thousand pounds for the documents— she is to deliver the money to locker number nine in Victoria Station. One hour after retrieving the money, 
you will deposit the documents in the same locker. That was my original plan. And a good plan it was, too. The money, however, will go to us. And what do I get? You get not being sent to prison for stealing government secrets. Good deal. I'm glad you think so. There is, however, a little problem. Is there? What's that? The handler is dead. No, she's not. I assure you she is. I saw her earlier today lying on a blood-drenched bed with a hole in her guts. Oh, I see. You're speaking about Mrs. Skinner. Mrs. Skinner, yes. Also known as Jenna, the Russian handler. I see the confusion. You thought Mrs. Skinner was the handler. Wasn't she? No. Mrs. Skinner was one of our own, a double agent. The Russians thought she was working for them, but she was, in fact, working for us. She was in on the whole plan. We sent her to you to help us entrap Raymond Skinner. She was a brilliant actress. But then who killed her? Well, the Russians, of course. Sir was very quick with his reply, a little too quick for my liking. He'd looked straight into my eyes, his face emotionless, his posture rigid. But one thing gave him away, his right index finger tapping on the desktop. It wasn't the Russians who killed her. They didn't even know they were being duped. It was our very own secret service. They were doing away with anyone connected to this plot. They killed Lenny, they killed Skinner, and they'd kill me too as soon as I handed the documents over to the handler. So... Do we know what we have to do now, Mr. Stone? Absolutely. Good. Here's a photo of the handler you'll be meeting tomorrow. Have a good look, so you know who to look out for. The picture showed a beautiful blonde woman with a thick fur coat and matching ashanka. She had high cheekbones and immaculately plucked eyebrows, just like Mrs. Skinner. Can I take this picture with me? Of course. Thank you. I'll be seeing you tomorrow, then. I'll be there in the distance, watching you. We've got our eye on you, Mr. Stone, so you had better play along. Don't worry. I can play nice. Look at this photo. Who is it? The Russian handler. What do you think? Can you look like her? Well, she has blonde hair, like mine. It's practically the same colour. Although she has styled it differently. Well, that can be arranged, can't it? A little trip to the hairdressers? She's got a lovely coat. Is it mink? I think so. I haven't got anything like that. It doesn't have to be exactly the same, so long as it looks the same from a distance. But I haven't got any furs at all, Felix. Then buy some. Here. Where did you get that from? It's the money Mrs Skinner gave me for the photographs. Well, a fur coat costs more than this. Remember, I'd need a matching hat to go with it. Well, uh... I also have these pearl earrings. You can sell them. And whose earrings are those? Never you mind. They're fake. They can't be. They're fake, Felix. Whoever the woman was that gave you these, she pulled one over on you. I'd stick to men if I were you. You haven't the wiles to take on a woman. <sighs> well, sell this then. <laughs> Your watch. It's worthless and you know it. You could try and steal a coat, just go to the opera tonight, sneak into a cloakroom, grab a coat and run. I have a better idea. I've got some jewels at home. My mother left them to me. You can't sell your mother's jewels. I won't sell them. I'll pawn them. I can always redeem them later. You will give me a share of the £20,000, won't you? Of course I will. Well, we had better get on with it then. Where are you going? I'm off to the hair salon. Get myself a new hairdo. It was the morning of the meeting. The Russian handler was sitting on the steps of Nelson's column, smoking a cigarette. Overlooking the square, I saw two other men carefully observing us. 
Jaina wore a fur coat and matching Ashanka, just like in the photograph. She had clocked me long before I clocked her. But she didn't get up, nor did she wave or nod or give any other sign of recognition. She just remained sitting on the steps, finishing her cigarette and feeding the butt to the pigeons. Mrs. Z, I assume? And you must be Mr. Stone. Well, come out with it. What is it you want? What I want? You want something for these documents, don't you? Or were you planning on giving them away for free? I want £40,000 for them. When do you want it, and where? I want it before 12 o'clock. You can deposit the money in locker number 3 at Victoria... I mean, uh, Charing Cross Station. Here's the key. Which is it? Victoria or Charing Cross? Charing Cross. And when do I get the documents? An hour after I have retrieved the money. I will deposit the documents into the same locker. Very well. It was a pleasure doing business with you, Mr. Stone. Is that it? Why? Did you want something else? Well, I just thought... You thought what? I thought the conversation would be longer. Is this your first time? I hope you know what you're doing. You do realize the MI5 is over there ready to shoot you if you fuck up? I looked back at the two men at the end of the square. I recognized them now. One of them was a short man in a trench coat. The one who tried to shoot me a few days ago. And the other was Sir. I thought they were yours. No. Mine are over there. Take care, Mr. Stone. If the documents are not there by one o'clock, we will kill you. Did you get it? Oh my goodness, that coat! You look wonderful, I could eat you up. Never mind all that. Did you get the money? Here it is. Well, hurry up. Put the case on the bed and open it up. We haven't got much time. Betty's due home any minute. Pretty, isn't it? But it isn't all for us. Come on, help me put half the money into the other case. Right, now it's my turn. Where's my hat? Oh, here it is. How do I look? You look so sexy, you even turned me on. (laughs) If only that were true. But seriously, do I look Russian enough? Do I look enough like her? You could be twins. Right, let's get to work. Joni was a star. She turned plenty of heads as she walked down the platform of Victoria Station. Sir and the short man in the trench coat were there, watching from a distance, but Joni never flinched. She click-clacked her way to the locker in her high heels and deposited the briefcase. One hour later, it was my turn to deposit the documents. Not the real ones, of course. The Russians had the real ones. This was a telephone directory wrapped up in brown paper. So that was that. A little piece of street theatre, a farcical charade for the benefit of MI5. Now the real adventure began. What were Joni and I to do now that the show was over? Although it might take a few years before MI5 realised they'd been duped, one thing was certain. Trenchcoat still had a job to complete. He killed Lenny, Skinner and Mrs Skinner, and now it was my turn. I don't suppose I'll be needing these furs in Nice. No, but you'll be needing some Christian Dior or Coco Chanel. 
We'll go on a shopping spree as soon as we get there. Nice is the playground of the rich and famous. If you play your cards right, you could even land yourself a wealthy young man. Or you might. Well, I certainly plan on trying. Well, I don't want a husband. I'm a strong, independent woman. Oh, you are, are you? Yes, I am. I'm a lady of intrigue and mystery now. A master spy. Men will be lining up to marry me, but I'll reject them all. There's only one man for me. And you're the only girl for me. <laughs> no, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about my father. Oh. Did you really think I meant you? No, of course not. Who'd want me? I'm just a lousy manipulator. Oh. You remember those words, do you? I still feel them like a pang in my heart. Oh, don't be silly. How long will we stay in France? Don't know. A couple of months, perhaps, until they've forgotten about us. And will we go back to London, then? Maybe. Start a new agency in Spitalfields? Possibly. And we won't be successful, will we? Not if I'm in charge. I don't want anything to change, Felix. I like things just as they were. Well, then we'll just spend all our money on unnecessary luxuries and head back to London as paupers. How about that? Thank you. I'd like that. <laughs> in this episode of The Honey Trap, the parts were played as follows. Felix Stone... David Alt, Joni, Andrea Richardson, the police clerk, Kieran Reese, the detective and Sir, Andrew Biss, Michael Favreau, Ivan Wilkinson, Jenna, Sharon P. Grunwald. The Honey Trap was written by Olivier Bossman. This story first appeared in Gay Noir, an anthology of noir mysteries with a gay twist please visit www.olivierbossman.com for more information.